Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your co-host, Sean. And this week we are trying out the show Transformers Prime. Yeah, Robots in Disguise. Wait, that's a different <laughs> series. Well, that's the only theme song I know for Transformers. So you've never watched any Transformers? I watched uh, the first two movies with Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Yeah. No, that's bad. <laughs> um, I know. I stopped watching because what? They're now on movie seven now? Eight? Huh? Oh, yeah. They made a lot of those. I stopped keeping track. They're all bad. <laughs> They're all really bad. Um, no. What's good about Transformers is the cartoons. Um, I was kind of obsessed with the, like, original G1 Transformers movie from, I think it was from the 80s or 90s. I don't know. I can't keep track of things from before I was five years old. Yeah. Um, I'm not the biggest Transformers fan, but I still really like them. I mean, I like them enough to watch all the cartoons and read the comics, so... <laughs> I, I'm, I just, I, I'm not, uh able to like spout off a bunch of of the canon and mythology like and whatever off the top Wars. of my head yeah i'm not i'm not star wars level with transformers <laughs> but i still really enjoy those robots who transform into cars and other things so transformers prime specifically i know nothing about um i know that when we were trying to decide what show to do you wanted to do transformers but you weren't sure which transformers to do yeah, yeah, yeah. There are um, three cartoons that I have watched that I like, and there's a fourth one that I keep meaning to try out sometime soon. Uh, you know, Beast Wars, Transformers Animated, Transformers Prime, and the new Transformers Robots in Disguise. Well, not really new, because they already got three seasons, at least. <laughs> new enough. Yeah, new from my perspective of being an idiot. <laughs> um, so I picked Prime... Because you gave me those options. Even though it's your week, you told me to pick because you couldn't. Yeah, it's too difficult. Because um, um, Prime sounds like a a good a good one for a beginner to watch, I guess, because of the word Prime. It is also probably the one that is the closest to the movies in, like, um, what kind of story they're telling. Mm-hmm. Because um, Transformers... Uh, Beast Wars is, um, it's not the same factions or characters as the other continuities and stories, and uh, Transformers Animated uh, does something that is totally very different. It is a lot like Teen Titans. Yeah, I remember you watching Transformers Animated, and it definitely looked, at least stylistically, kind of like Teen Titans. So I'm just going to quickly list what I do know about Transformers because it's like three things. Yeah, go for it. I know that Transformers are aliens. Mm-hmm. They're robot aliens from a robot planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are two groups of robots. Yep. The good guys led by Optimus Prime. And everybody knows Optimus Prime no matter what. He's a very um, good dad robot. <laughs> this, um, the Autobots. And then the bad robots are the Decepticons, led by Megatron. Mm -hmm. And I also know from Tumblr that people want the robots to fuck. 
yeah, there's a lot of shipping in the Transformers fandom. Um, Which is weird because they're robots and don't have genitals. Yeah, but they're robots who can fall in love. I want to know how a robot planet can exist because, like, how do these robots get born because they're 100% robot? Well, so they're not born. The, they just honestly, happen. the specifics of Transformers reproduction is a little lost on me. That's some deep lore that I'm not exactly familiar with. But um, I believe that at least in one of the continuities that there are these, like, Transformers just sort of, like, they rise up out of the, like, core of the planet. And then oh, okay. they have some kind of uh, organization in their society that takes the, like, fully formed adult robot who doesn't know what to do with its life and helps it figure out its purpose. Uh, I would like that service. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> As a human adult. Oh, you transform into a leg. All right, I'm going to cross out police officer. <laughs> sometimes robots just turn into legs. I um, mean, they gotta make... Wait, no, that's Power Rangers. <laughs> no, there are combiner <laughs> robots and Transformers, too. Okay, okay. I um, just didn't want to be totally wrong about that. But yeah, um, they're sentient beings, and like all sentient beings in the galaxy, they do form romances. And because of the like Smurfette principle, like 99% of Transformers are dudes... Uh, which means that 99% of the shipping is between dudes. Uh, honestly, it's weird to me that they even bother having a a female Transformer. Why? Because I feel like at that point, there's like literally only one that I've ever heard of, and I don't even remember her name. Well, uh, do you mean RC? I don't know. Was she in one of the movies? Um, not really. um like they might as well just go for a steven universe vibe at that point like Um, no all of the all of them are dudes because that's how they are because they don't have genital (laughs) (laughs) um well the thing is is that like the fact that there are like ladies transformers was like decided like super is something that is like there have been Lady Transformers in, like, every continuity since the very beginning, but they've, like, always operated on the Smurfette principle just be by the virtue of, like, being toys for boys and stuff. But, like, more and more girls are interested in Transformers, and it's, like, a bullshit to not represent all genders in, like, our fake, in our fake alien species of media. Unless it is, like, the Crystal Gems, in which case I appreciate not having dude gems. Listen, they're genderless. <laughs> No, no, no. Because they're not robots. They're sentient beings, and they have a right to determine gender. And aliens, besides the Transformers, exist in Transformers continuity, and they go out into space, and they encounter aliens with gender, and they're like, huh, we've kind of been limiting ourselves with the whole just males thing. Maybe I want to be a girl Transformer. These robots are trans, and there's nothing you can do about it. Let's start watching the show. (laughs) All right. Uh, so we're going to go watch three episodes and we'll be back with you guys to talk about it. 
And we're back. So we yeah. just watched three episodes of Transformers Prime. Uh, what did you think? Um, what did I think? I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, you thought it was, um, you think it's a, a good intro to Transformers at all? Um, I think so. I think the lore in this show is very similar to what the actual lore is. It's pretty, I mean, it's all pretty much the same in every timeline. This one is a more simplified version, I guess. Um, so I guess right off the bat, we'll talk about Cliff Jumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since he was kind of dealt with pretty quickly. Yeah, he was a he was a decoy major character in yeah. the running up to of this show, who dies and then becomes a zombie and dies again. Yeah, I mean, I kind of have to take your word for it that they were that he was supposed to be a main character, or was at least um, advertised that way. He was suggested to be one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he he dies and then becomes a zombie and then dies again within two episodes. Yeah, and um, I felt like you were thinking that maybe it was possible when they were talking about Dark Energon bringing people back from the dead, that that's how he was going to get to come back and be a major character. Yeah, that was definitely what I thought, because you told me he was a main character, so you pulled the switcheroo on me in a way. Um, So I was like, oh, okay, so they'll bring him back from the dead using Dark Energon, and he'll escape somehow, or they'll rescue him. But no, he was brought back from the dead and became like a creepy zombie and then died again. Yeah. And creating an army of creepy zombies is Megatron's plan for the start of this show. Yeah. I think I would have felt for Cliffjumper more if the show had given me more to work with on like his personality. But he's a bro. That's that's all you really need. Yeah. He is gung-ho and ready to leap first and ask questions later and fight the Decepticons, fight the good fight. Yeah, I mean, people. that much is obvious. Uh, as you mentioned, he's pretty hot-headed. But, like, it doesn't make you feel sorry that a character dies if that's all you know about them. That's okay. He's just there to... Uh, <laughs> he's just there for uh, RC's angst and character development. Yeah, so all you know about Cliffjumper is that um, he leaps into action and that R.C. cared about him and that's the only fact that matters is that R.C. cared about him. Yeah. In episodes that focus on R.C., um, he will get... Him and their history together will get expanded upon a bit. Okay. Um, it's definitely kind of a fun subversion of the the fridging trope. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely... It's interesting because the show deals and also doesn't deal with the concept of robot death. Well, I mean, they say it literally in the show. There are robots who can die. Yeah, but also, like, there's a scene where Bulkhead rips up a Decepticon and Miko's like, that's fucking awesome. And Bulkhead's like, this is terrible. I'm doing a bad thing. Well, it's war, and those are his robot entrails, and yeah, Miko like, isn't disgusted by that stuff because she's not made out of metal parts. Yeah, but they, like, I just hope that that gets ironed out as, like, a plot point, maybe, that they tell her, like, no, this isn't cool. These are, like, lives that are dying. Well, I don't know if they can point it out too much because they're taking advantage of 
cartoons not considering robot gore to be real gore and allowing it to be on TV. Yeah, but they can't, like, both consider it not real gore and have the main characters consider it real gore. You know? Why not? I don't know. It bothers you? It's just weird. It's weird, like, that it would affect Bulkhead so much to have her looking at it, but he would see her not affected at all and would just let that go. Hmm... Like, I feel like Bulkhead would sit her down and be like, hey, I know you think this is cool, but it's super not. Just unlike how it is dangerous and it is war and kids should not be involved? I don't know. So um, we're saying a lot of names right now without explaining who they are, I guess? Yeah, although the the characters are almost always the same in every show and every continuity, so, like... Yeah. They almost always look and act the same. We've got our leader, Optimus Prime, the Um, big dad. He is the one who's like, have you committed a crime, Jack? (laughs) We know everyone knows who Optimus Prime is. That doesn't need to be explained. Yeah, we've got we've got Bulkhead, Big Butt, the strong and round one. He's big and strong. There's Ratchet, who's a grumpy old man. Yeah, he's, he's he is blocky and he is the best. There's Bumblebee, who, following the movie franchise, doesn't speak. Yeah, he got he got busted in the throat by some Decepticons, and now he's just he now he just beeps. He's he's the he's cute. Kids love him. I did think it was like kind of dumb that they did that following the movie until I like heard Bumblebee whistling, and I thought it was adorable. It's kind of like R two whistling a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Cute robot whistling is always good. <laughs> and <laughs> his human friend gets to act as his translator because he is a 12-year-old who can hack the government. <laughs> of course. Of course! Um, he apparently knows everything. Um, and then there's RC, who is the main character? Question mark. Um, Arguably the main character. Well, all Transformers... Well, whether it is this one where it is a pretty, it pretty much, it follows pretty closely to the, like, the five-man band, all Transformers are still always, like, um, what is it, like, when it's a big cast, it is a, um... I don't know what you're referring to. An ensemble. Okay. But, like... It's an ensemble where there isn't really a specific main character. Arguably, she's the main character. Because it's kind of focused on her the most, the first few episodes. I think she is the closest thing that this show can call a main character unless you want to call jack the main character yeah well i was gonna say jack is obviously the human main character and those two are aligned yeah i think that those two are definitely front and center on this show yeah um and so of the humans there's jack he's a normal teenage boy who deals with no friends and being embarrassed Mm -hmm. um there's raf who is a 12-year-old that knows literally everything forever, even if he's never been exposed to it before. It's okay, he's the tech guy. You need a human tech guy. (laughs) Even if he's 12. You need a hacker Uh, guy on your team. It's necessary for being media (laughs) that people enjoy. And then there's Miko, who is a fun Japanese exchange student Mm -hmm. who... Um, is kind of the opposite of Raph because she doesn't know much, but she's super cool. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's the fun-loving, reckless girl who always gets the other two humans into trouble. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed her just like 
always being wanting to like jump into the fray with the robots and stuff and how she will be the one who like acknowledges that yes this is the this is a cool cartoon and of course you would want to start a metal band with a bunch of giant robots yeah well i was gonna say it would be it would be a pretty boring cartoon if none of the characters were fun loving yeah it would be a bit too serious yeah uh so definitely her character is uh, useful and needed in that regard because every other character is um, not necessarily stoic but pretty serious about the situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's pretty much the one who is instigating the problem, the situation for um, uh, the second episode. I mean, for the third episode where she decides to follow along on the adventure <laughs> which leads to repeated problems because of Agent Fowler being kidnapped by the Decepticons. Oh yeah, there's also Agent Fowler, who is a big, serious military guy. I answer to the Pentagon. <laughs> um, I love the way that the robots look, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, but the humans are definitely, we're definitely less loved in the production department when it comes to animation and the way that they look. Well, this is 2011, and I think it was really good 3D animation um, for the time for a TV show. They did the best they could with the budget they when had. Did, when did Code Lyoko come out? Code Lyoko was ugly as sin. Code Lyoko at least gave a shit about the way its characters looked. Mm, I don't know. I think I this is say, a fight for another time. I think that... Um, the one I hate the most, the one the way that they look, is Jack. You think I think he's partially ugly. because I think it's partially because he's supposed to be like the average character, so he's supposed to be the um, the watcher stand-in. He's got kind of a boring face, and he's got his black hair and yeah. black shirt. Yeah, so Miko has like pink highlights and pigtails and a ponytail. For whatever reason, Anarath has big glasses to signify that he's a nerd. And he's, <laughs> he's also orange. got like he's got child proportions, which are which is also always good proportions for cartoons. Um and then Agent Fowler has got like I'm a serious guy proportions with like big serious brow. Um and then there's Jack, who's like got a thin nose and kind of small eyes and black hair and is like super boring, and the just the way they animate his face compared to everyone else just like irks me. Is it too stiff? I guess. It's just like... It's like they're trying to do the cartoonish animation that they do with everyone else, but his face isn't as cartoonish as everyone else's. Okay, he's not as emotive. I think I can... I get that. But like I said, I really like the robot designs. Yeah, they're really sexy in this one. (laughs) Yeah, not not just the differences between the Autobots... Because all of the Decepticons are pretty much the same. Um, they like to use muted grays and purples for the Decepticons, but there are um, other ones uh, outside of this like intro arc that are um, they have a bit more individuality to them. Yeah, like there's a particular Decepticon that it, he. Like, Decepticons are usually tanks and jets, and the Autobots are usually cars and trucks. But there's one Decepticon who is a bright red car, and the... the 
The animators have explicitly and purposefully tried to make him the sexiest robot car possible. <laughs> um, and also, I really like Soundwave's design. Um, I think Soundwave... Soundwave is kind of like Bumblebee in that he doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Um, he just repeats what other people say. So I think it's kind of cool. He's a he's a recording... He is the robot NSA. He was recording yeah. everything. Um, but even, even the Decepticons, who are definitely less varied, um, just the way that they animate the robots, um, they, like, manage to be expressive, and they look really cool. Just the way they do the robots looks really good. Yeah, they're really good mechanical designs with lots of great little details, and they have, uh, they even have their own separate third model just for transforming between robot and car form. So, nice. yeah, the transformation sequence is always looks very good, too. I mean, they're the Transformers. They're the toys. They have to be designed good and look desirable for children. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they will be. And the mini adults. <laughs> but it does. I think it looks really good. And I think um, all of the designs are really cool slash cute. Yeah, they're nice. But forget about how they look. What about their personalities? Um, well, we talked about Bumblebee is really cute, and Ratchet is the grumpy man. Ratchet is my and fave. Optimus Prime is the dad. But like, yeah, do you? What do you think of them? Like in general, like they've got strong, cartoony personalities. Are you asking who's my favorite? Yes. No, I think they all, they all have their distinctive personalities, and I think it, it's good. Um, and the way that they're paired up among the humans, each human has their own like mm-hmm. robot that looks after them. Uh huh. Um, I think they go well. They go well together? I mean, they're meant to. Mm-hmm. So. You got the... Um, Jack is... You've got the the ones that are for kids, you've got the ones that are reckless, and you've got the ones that are serious. Yeah. Um, Jack and RC are both serious. Um, RC is definitely more so than Jack. Um, Bumblebee is... Cute and adorable, so he goes with the child. Um, and then Miko, I will say that hers is, I think, more meant to be a foil than like a match. No, Ratchet is a clum. He's a klutz. He he's you mean a reckless bulkhead. Hmm. She's with bulkhead. Oh, did I say Ratchet? He did. I have Ratchet on the brain because he's so good. <laughs> um. No. Yeah, Bulkhead is actually much more reckless than he appears to be in these first three episodes. Okay, because in the first three episodes, at least, Bulkhead seems to be... I mean, he's definitely not the smartest of the bunch. Uh, When he talks to Agent Fowler, like, he's really bad at lying. And um, he does kind of, like, when he goes to the Decepticon base, he goes in alone for whatever reason. Instead of telling the other dudes what's up. So that is a little bit, like, headstrong, I guess. Um, but Miko definitely seems way crazier than him, at least in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's a wrecker. With, <laughs> with the Decepticons, uh, the three main ones are Soundwave, Starscream, and Megatron, at least so far. Yeah, so far those are the only ones we've got besides the Stormtroopers. But like I said before, we're going to have more, mm-hmm. like, um, knockout. And as I was mentioning to you... Starscream has the villain voice um, that you use all of the time because it's like a generic villain voice. 
like somewhere between Skeletor and Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, definitely. It's like, oh, yes. It's oh, an extremely yes. fun, emotive voice to do. It's got yeah, a wide I'm, range. I'm sure that the, the voice actor has a good time. Oh, yeah. Star, Starscream has the most, like, meme-worthy moments in this show. <laughs> um, a lot of animated gifs of him reacting to things get passed around. <laughs> um, so there is... So in the first episode, Megatron isn't around. Nope. Um, it's just Starscream running the Decepticons. And then Megatron comes around at the end of the episode. Yeah, he shows up at the very end of the episode of episode one to announce his return. Yeah, and so that's how you know shit's getting real, Mm -hmm. is that Megatron has returned, and he brings back um, the unicorn blood. I'm sorry, the unicron. (laughs) The unicron. (laughs) (laughs) You had to go for that joke. (laughs) I'm sorry, the show had to go for that joke. (laughs) Did it really? I forget. I'm pretty sure they said unicorn before they said unicron. Did Miko say it? No, I thought Megatron was like, oh, it's unicorn's blood. No, it's the blood of unicron. Okay. You just heard unicorn because that's what you wanted to hear. Anyway, he's on some like Lord Voldemort shit. He, (laughs) unicron is like Satan. He is the transformer devil. He, he's the big bad. He turns into a Death Star that eats planets. He His robot form has big horns and devil wings and claws. <laughs> well, that'll be fun to get to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was, it was kind of like, okay. <laughs> um, the Dark Energon is the big MacGuffin introduced for this new continuity. Yeah. So, so all the video games and stuff, or, or at least early on, used it as the big plot device. Yeah, the Dark Energon is what turns dead robots into zombies. He's uh-huh. going to raise a zombie army. And it turned a piece of uh, the Autobots' equipment into a, a tiny transformer? Well, it, it, it animated it. Yeah. But it's definitely not a Minicon. <laughs> Um, so if you don't mind me uh, probably skipping ahead of you a little bit, um, I did want to say that the show wastes no time getting into the plot. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's, it's a big five-episode event. Yeah, so you mentioned that this is the second time you've done this to me. Well, not on purpose. I wasn't even sure <laughs> we were watching this show for this episode. Um, I said it at the end of last episode, so ha. Um, so it's a five-parter as an introduction to the whole series, um, Mm -hmm. which automatically makes you want to watch more because you get to the end of the, you get to the end of the third episode and Megatron raises his undead army at the very, in the last 30 seconds of the third episode. So it's like, okay, how do they get out of this one? (laughs) We've got two more episodes of stuff that's going to happen. You know, it's like the record scratch freeze frame. You want to know, I bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. But, yeah, the good guys are going to win. But how are they going to do that, though? Yeah, but how, though? Um, but, um, 
So I think that definitely the first three episodes are compelling, partially because they're just the beginning of a five-part event, a five-part kind of short storyline, and partially because they waste no time getting into it. They, like, Cliff Jumper dies, like, literally in the first two minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get into pretty much everything you need to know about the characters, because as much as I like the characters, you can reduce each one down to a sentence, probably. At least in the first, at least from what I've seen. <laughs> um, they definitely have more depth compared to... Like, the original series, it was, like, balancing, like, 30 Autobots and 30 Decepticons. Yeah. Which certainly meant for, made for bigger battles. Like, even the human characters who are supposed to be, like, analogs, they're very, like, this is Jack, he's normal and bad with girls. This is Raph, he is very good with computers. This is Miko, she likes to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there is use in in doing that for the first few episodes because you can get into the plot without having to flesh out your character a bunch. So you can get into the fun stuff before you have to like get down to, okay, this is like what Jack's loss has been, etc. You know, this is how Miko feels about being away from her parents halfway across the globe. Um, so like, it's okay to have the characters be, one-sided in the first few episodes uh because it it lets you get into the plot quicker right and after these first five episodes we're going to be getting more into the um i'm not sure if i would say that they're meaty but more the like the plot of the week this is the character this is the dynamic that we're focusing on for this episode type dealy and it's it gets less serialized which honestly is is very it's a better format for a show like this uh, when you can get it um but so about that, we've got a pretty small cast, and we do. Uh, so a sizable chunk is devoted to humans. And uh, what do you think about that? Because some people they just want to see Transformers characters. Because Transformers are already like they are already people. You know, they they bleed, they have emotions, they can die. So are humans necessary to this plot at all? Um, I don't think they're necessary, but I think definitely a network likes to have humans in their robot show because it again they're like analogs mm-hmm. like Raph is an analog for all of the little kids watching mm-hmm. hitting those target demographics yeah um so i don't think they're necessary but i don't think the show spends too much time on them either like maybe the first episode spends a lot of time on jack but the rest i think is is pretty evenly divided Yes. This cartoon is aware of the fact that girls will watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it was already aware of that before it even started. That's good. So yeah, and uh, what do you think of the Autobots and the Decepticons as two like, warring factions? I mean, it's it's average storytelling for kids' shows. And as far as I know, it's pretty it's pretty average for the rest of Transformers lore anyway. We have some plain good guys and some plain bad guys. Yeah. Alright. Um, the vast majority of Transformers material is about the conflict between these two factions. So, yes, there there is... There is it's still good guys versus bad guys, but they also get into a lot of depth 
of the conflict, um, you know, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, like this show brings up um, in the second episode, you might have forgotten, um, or was it the first episode? When Optimus is explaining what the Autobots' deal is, he mentions how he used to fight alongside Megatron, but that Megatron lost his way and went evil. It is kind of like... It's... They're kind of like Professor X and Magneto sometimes. In fact, currently in the comic books, Megatron That's exactly is an Autobot. Okay. That's fun. Um, um, but that's like later series stuff. That's not what I've seen. Right. That's not what you've seen in this episode. Um, <laughs> Megatron is a very good villain, though. He's a, He is super villainous. Yeah. Um, the show wastes no time making Megatron villainous, and it also wastes no time making Starscream um, somewhat more villainous, because he does everything for his own gain, specifically. Because um, as soon as Meta- Megatron comes back, Starscream is upset that he's not in pe- control anymore. Right. Starscream is, like, Starscream is the, uh, like, he's more subtle about it in this cartoon than he is originally, where he is just like, like, oh, Megatron trips over a rock, now I shall lead the Decepticons. (laughs) Right, right. He's definitely, um, he, he seems, at least in the beginning, to have wanted Megatron back. Mm Um, and he seems every now and then to actually care for Megatron's well-being but he is not happy when Megatron gives him an order he's just a a very ambitious guy so do you have a rating in mind for the show no I mean I'm the one who suggested this show so I mean I'm gonna of course give it a very flattering rating and I want you to give the rating instead since you're the newbie well I asked you because I'm not sure oh um I what? don't want to call it sweet because I don't think it is, like, a lot. So for me, sweet is, like, it's fun, but it's a lot. I think that, Those are some very technical terms. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, how I felt about Q-Ranger was, like, this is so much coming at me all at once. But mm-hmm. um, while transformers does dive into the plot pretty immediately it doesn't throw a bunch of stuff at me all to get through my head in three seconds before it throws the next thing at me it does like pace isn't gonna break your neck yeah it it's measured i think um so but i don't necessarily think it's savory because it is a i don't want to knock on kids shows there are definitely some kids shows that i think are really good and profound um, I just don't think this is one of them. At least not in the first three episodes. Yeah. Um, so maybe somewhere in between those. I see. Hmm. That's what I think we need to expand our palette, because we're <laughs> running out of things. Do you want to just make up what the taste is every episode from now on? Well, I'm trying to think of a taste that would be in between sweet and savory, and it's kind of hard to think of one. How about Crunchy. <laughs> Love the crunch. Well, I was thinking like like peanut butter. You know, peanut, peanut butter. It's kind of a savory sweet. Savory sweet. That's so specific, though. Uh, I didn't mean as a flavor to add to our palate. I just meant like to describe this show specifically. 
Oh, okay. Now, now I'm cool with it. Now you're cool with it? Yeah, I was going to add peanut butter to our flavor profile. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not doing great. I think as a... Um, if I had to pick a flavor to describe the show, that's what I would pick. You Somewhere pick between sweet and savory peanut butter. It's really tasty. Maybe not the best thing for you. Maybe it'll get, but it'll probably get stuck in your mouth because it's so good. Because <laughs> it's so, it's very, it's very catchy. It's very memorable. So you agree with me? Yeah. All right. Um, is there any? Do you have any last remarks? Um, Transformer is good. <laughs> do you have any other last remarks? Uh, this show. It starts good and it gets better. Okay. And um, if you don't, like, anybody out there wants to try the Transformers, like, it's good. Literally just try just try any of them because they're almost all good. Yeah. Well, I, I do think this is a good beginner's Transformer. And I, I do think that the first three episodes definitely hook me. So I'm going to give this one a hook. A one thumb up and you'll give it the other thumb up. Yeah, I will give it my own thumb up. It's a fun show to watch. I'm going to confess that this is the only Transformers show that I've ever properly, like, finished. Because Beast Warriors gets into, like, Beast Machines and animated. I keep meaning to get around to, like, properly watching it all the way through, but I have failed to do that. I mean, you like Transformers, but you're not all Star Wars for it, so. I'm just, <laughs> I, I am in it, but I am not in it to win it, maybe. And so with that... Uh, hey, this... fuck Michael Bay. <laughs> we can all agree there. That's my uh, parting shot. I'm done. This was TV dinner. Fuck Michael Bay. No. Drop the mic. This was TV dinner. Um, as I said last episode, you can check us out on tvdpodcast.tumblr.com if you want to interact with us in any way or um, catch the episodes there. Um, we're on iTunes. Hopefully that's where you're listening to us. If you want to subscribe, that would be great. If not, leave a review. Tell us what we could do better. Um, and hey, it takes like five seconds. <laughs> whatever, whatever you feel like doing. Next episode, we will be watching Seven Deadly Sins. Um, that was the show. Bye. Hope you enjoyed it. Watch Transformers. Bye. Bye. I forgot I had to say bye. Ha, 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 ha.